What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is feels so weird because I'm actually recording this on my phone right now in the car in the little like parking ramp of my new house. <laughs> I realized that half of my stuff I left with my parents because they're coming down to Florida and they're bringing the rest of our stuff. And my microphone is with them. So I don't have a mic. But I really wanted to record the intro to this week's episode for you guys after I got down here and saw the house and just am in the energy of this massive manifestation. So so this episode is all about five of the hardest manifestation lessons that I learned in the process of manifesting my dream home. Now, it's not specifically about manifesting a house. So whatever it is that you're working on, cultivating, calling in, manifesting in your life, these lessons are going to be so relevant to you. And I really, really want you to receive them. So I'm teaching them to you through the lens of this recent manifestation that I have been working on for a while because it's a really big one. Obviously getting the house was a long process and you know there were so many steps and so much to work through to be able to bring it into reality. But all of these lessons can be applied to absolutely anything that you are working on manifesting in your life. So listen closely and just keep in mind how you can apply these to your life and the things that you're desiring and attracting right now. This is a really like raw and real episode because I share with you a lot of the struggles that I faced throughout this process and my own challenges in working towards this manifestation. And it's a really it's a really humbling reminder that not all manifestations are easy, breezy, fast, and simple, and that that is okay. So we'll also talk about that in the episode. If you've been working on calling something in or attracting something in your life and it actually feels like it's been really difficult or challenging or it's taking too long, I think this episode is going to be comforting for you and it's going to make you feel a little bit more at ease in knowing that things are going to fall into place for you. So I hope this episode serves you. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Also, don't forget that this coming Sunday, August 21st, the doors close on From Burnt Out to Badass. This is my signature mindset and manifestation program. It's called the Life Transformation Course because it really is the foundation of all of the information tools, modalities, everything that I used and learned in my life to completely do a 180. If you listened to last week's episode about how I went from being broke to abundant, you'll know that the transformation was really big, um, but it also felt pretty fast now looking back at it. And it just makes me believe so deeply that so much is possible for us. So much is available to us when we do the inner work and we're actually able to commit to becoming the version of ourselves that we know is possible, but we have to take action. It's not as simple as just turning on a podcast and feeling inspired and then going about doing all the regular things that you always do and falling back into those patterns, there's more required of us. We have to step forward in a larger, bigger, 
more audacious way in order for us to say to the universe in a very clear way, I've decided that I'm worthy. I know what I want. I'm stepping forward. Here I am. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, so if you feel like you're ready to make those big moves in your life and you've been wanting to work with me or you want to get inside this program, now is the time. The doors close August 21st. It's a Sunday. I hope you guys will decide to join us if you want to be in there. I'm so ready to share all of the magic with you. This program has changed hundreds of women's lives at this point. It has revolutionized women's mindsets, self-love, relationship to themselves and their body. It's helped people attract their ideal partners. It's helped people get pregnant. It's helped people get new jobs, up levels in career, increase their abundance, get raises, more income. So many amazing things have happened for the women that have moved through this program. So I really, really encourage you to click the link in the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily and check out the program if you think you might want to join us. I'm sending you guys so much love. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. Let's get into the five lessons I learned while manifesting my dream home. You know, I did an episode a while back about five of the hardest lessons to learn in entrepreneurship, and there were a lot of people that resonated with that episode, you know, women who are on this path of feeling ambitious and wanting to create something of their own and be their own boss and build a business of some kind. And so I loved that concept of sharing the hard lessons that I have been learning through my entrepreneurship journey, but I also wanted to take that concept and apply it to other things that are going on in my life and just find new ways to continue to share the hard lessons that I've been learning. So obviously it's been a long process to manifesting this new house, And I sat down and started to think about what are the lessons that I really learned throughout this process? What am I really taking away from this? And what could I share with you guys, the listeners, to help your journey of manifesting whatever it is that you're attracting? So all of these lessons, you know, are kind of coming from the lens of things that I learned and dealt with and moved through in the home buying process, but They're just universal lessons, so they can be applied to anything and everything that you might be calling in or trying to attract in your life. So I know this episode is going to be helpful for absolutely everybody, even if you're not in the process of buying a a house or anything like that, right? But you can just take these general lessons and apply them to whatever's going on in your life and what you're hoping to attract and call in in the near future. So I'm going to share with you these five lessons and as I was sitting down to journal this out and, you know, think about what, what I really wanted to share and what my ideas were, 
I was like, wow, this is actually really powerful. So I hope that this lands. If you do enjoy this episode, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, Let me know if any of this resonated with you or yeah, if it felt helpful or supportive for you in any way. So the first lesson that I learned while manifesting my dream home and that I'm always continuously learning in life is the lesson of patience. And in my experience, patience is never easy and always necessary. So it's a very hard one. It's a very hard one to move through and to really, really feel like you've learned and integrated. And it's something that I'm definitely still actively working on. And if I'm really honest with myself, I wonder if I'll be working on patience for the rest of my journey in this lifetime. Um, I know there's a lot of people that maybe are generally more patient than others. There's some people that are very, very impatient and impulsive. Um, But in general, you know, I think when it comes to like manifestations and stuff, we all just want it now. We all want everything now. We want the next level now. We want the house now. We want the relationship now. We want all the money now. We want the peace, flow, freedom, ease now. We want everything now. And so patience was a huge thing for me throughout this process because it honestly took a little bit longer than I was expecting. And, you know, I tried not to have I tried not to have unrealistic expectations of, you know, oh, I'm going to find the perfect house and be able to buy it within two to three months of getting to the U.S. And I really did sit down with myself and say, you know, this might take this might take up to six months and maybe it could take longer than that. And if it does, I will just have to find a way to cope. But for me, the six month mark felt like that was you know, leaving me a lot of wiggle room. And that was like a pretty big amount of time to be able to do the searching and putting in the offers and finally getting a home and then closing. And the process overall ended up being seven. Well, I guess it wasn't technically seven months because the first month that we were here, we weren't even really looking at anything. We were just like integrating back into life in America and figuring out what we were doing here. Um, so I guess it technically, you know, we've been here for, we were at my parents' house for seven months, but it didn't technically take seven months. So it probably ended up being around, yeah, six months. And that felt like, that felt like a really long time towards the end, especially because the process just got so long and drawn out. But anyway, you know, this idea of patience, this is something that I, talked about at length with the women who were inside of Wealth Calibration back in June. And I shared a quote from A Course in Miracles, which says, those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. And, you know, we talked really in depth in that course about our our need for rushing towards everything and how everything always feels really urgent when it comes to your big dreams and desires and the things that you want for your life. And we're all just rushing, 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 trying to get there already. And then when we get there, wherever there is, there's always another destination. There's always another thing. And, you know, we did a whole embodiment workshop about this concept of rushing and how that's impacting us and all of that. But that that quote from A Course in Miracles 
really stood out to me. So I thought it was really fitting for this episode as well and wanted to share it here. And to be honest, like I did feel in my body certain of the outcome that I would find the right place and that I would be able to buy a home and that I would be able to move and that it would all work out. But I'm not sure that I mastered the piece about waiting without anxiety. (laughs) Like this whole process was extremely stressful. And I have shared with you guys too. It was like the most anxiety inducing period of my life. I think at this point I was, there was so much, so much to hold energetically. It's And it's not, it wasn't just about buying the house. You know, we talked about a lot of the different dramas and things that were going down and, and happening in the bonus episode the recap of the month of July so if you guys listen to that and also you know we're in the immigration process for Jaime and all of that was going on and there's lawyers left right and center I had to dissolve and restart my LLC in a new state and there were so many you know technical and legal things and business stuff happening and it was just like everything at once was just the the biggest load of responsibility that I think I've ever had to carry. And so it was a really tough time for me. It was really, really, really challenging on my, on my mental health. And so that quote brings me a sense of peace, even though I know that I may have not mastered it yet. I love, I love that idea. And it did bring me peace throughout the process of knowing those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. And it did help me relax and self-soothe and understand that, you know what? I do feel in my body that this is going to happen. I know that I deserve this. I know that I'm worthy of this. I know that it's coming to me. So what is the point of, you know, being all stressed out and frantic-y? And it definitely brought me a sense of, of peace in those moments of kind of like spiraling, you know, which we all experience. And and we'll get into that a little bit later in, in one of these other lessons that I'm going to touch on. So the first lesson was patience. And so if you're feeling impatient in whatever you are manifesting or calling in, I first want to remind you that you are absolutely not alone and there is nothing wrong with you for not knowing how to be completely patient and completely peaceful and completely relaxed and blissed out throughout the entire experience. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for you. But holding the faith And trusting that you can wait without anxiety. You can release and surrender some of that worry and that things will still be okay. The second lesson is that not all manifestations are effortless. And some really do require hard work, lots of action, organization, planning, reaching out for support, and passing tests from the universe over and over and over again and it's okay if it feels hard you know like I was saying this manifestation felt really hard for me and I know sometimes you know there's there's there are differences between subtle or smaller manifestations and these really kind of big monumentous like life-changing manifestations of a home or a marriage or a pregnancy or calling in your partner or you know some of those bigger things um but regardless I think whatever it is that you're attracting or calling in it's okay if it feels hard and to not let that be something that makes you think that 
you're out of alignment or that you don't deserve it or that you're not ready for it yet or that you need to heal more first or you know I think we gaslight ourselves a lot out of actually believing that we can have the things that we want just because it feels hard and it feels like the universe is testing us there were a lot of reasons why I could have easily rolled over and given up on this and said you know what fuck it like let's just rent this is literally so stupid how hard it is like that's how I felt in my head I was like this is actually a joke because nobody else has as many problems as we have so what the actual fuck and you know there was a part of me that wanted to go into victim mode of this is harder for me because x y and z all the things that you know made my case special that You know, my partner is a foreigner who's not a U.S. citizen. Um, Most of my income at this point is foreign earned because I started my business in a different country. People don't know how to verify that um, in the tax records. I am an entrepreneur. They are confused about what my business is and how I make money. I have to provide so much more proof and evidence and documentation and profit and loss statements and letters from my CPA and so many additional things that they don't ask anybody else for that just has a regular fucking job and is a regular fucking person that lives in America and doesn't go decide to live abroad for six years. Like there were definitely moments throughout the process where I could feel myself wanting to go into the victim mode of, oh, this is, this is hard for me because I'm special in some way. I'm putting that in quotations, meaning like there's special circumstances related to me and my situation that are making it harder and like oh poor me and I could have easily been like fuck it like this is not worth it like this is really annoying having people up my ass all the time spying on me asking for more proof of my money wanting to know every single detail about every single thing in my entire life like (laughs) no documentation no proof is ever enough there always needs to be more I could have said you know what, maybe this isn't meant for me right now. Maybe I just need to live in the U.S. a little bit longer and maybe we just need to rent and then maybe we can buy once we've been here for more time and, you know, we're more established and my business is more established here and things make more sense to people. But it's not my job to make sense to people. Like my life, my income, my business, my dreams, my goals – that doesn't need to make sense to anybody but me. And it doesn't, just because it doesn't make sense to some people doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of having the things that I desire, right? And so even though the manifestation process can feel hard, it doesn't mean that it's not for you. It doesn't mean that you're not ready. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve it. It doesn't mean anything other than sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes there are hurdles we have to jump. And All of it really builds character and I hate saying that because I know how much I actually like struggled mentally throughout the the depths of this process and I'll talk about that a little bit in a second but you know I think if I were really in a place of struggling and someone said, it builds character, I'd be like, literally, fuck you. (laughs) So I get that. I get that. But I do feel like because I've gone through this and because I've done this and because I'm able to come out the other side and say, hey, like, even though it felt really fucking hard, 
I know that it's still possible, like it's still worked out. And so that will serve me so much in my life moving forward when other things feel really hard and and doubtful and uncertain and like it's just test after test after test. And I will know and have the faith and the certainty of I can do this. And as long as I keep putting one foot in front of the other and I keep showing up for this dream, it will happen for me. So it's built another level of faith within myself that A, I can do hard things and B, just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's not going to manifest for you. So I think there's a, a, you know, a level of peace in that as well of knowing that not all manifestations are effortless and it doesn't have to mean anything. It just means that it's an opportunity for you to show up in a bigger way, to trust yourself more, to take more bold action, to be willing to do the work and move through it. The third lesson is that you don't have to settle. So even if it starts to feel like you're asking for too much or you're being unrealistic or you should just start smaller and work your way up, right? All these things that we tend to tell ourselves. Even if it starts to feel like that, hold the vision. Don't waver. Return to the knowing that you get to have everything that you desire. I saw a quote recently that I reshared on my Instagram stories that said, don't downgrade your dreams to fit your present reality. Upgrade your attitude, discipline, and skills to match your destiny. And I feel like this fits so beautifully with this lesson that you don't have to settle. And this, you know, is a a piggyback off of what I've already said about not all manifestations are effortless. Even if things feel like they're unrealistic or they're too big or like you're asking for too much, don't settle because you get to have what you want. When you stand in the truth of it, when you own it, when you say no to everything that is not it, it will find its way to you. And moving through this home buying process really, really solidified that for me because there were a lot of times where I felt like, you know, there's not many listings coming up. We're just looking at this one small stretch of beach. And I was very adamant about, I want to be like five minutes walking distance maximum to the sand. I like, I did not want to settle on that. And I'm so glad that I didn't, but there were times where I was like, there's nothing, there's no listings. You know, we've already, we've already put in offers at any of the places that fit this small radius and we've lost them to all cash buyers. And, you know, unless we go up hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in our price range, maybe we won't find anything this close to the beach. And maybe I'm being a little bit over the top or ridiculous for believing that I get to have this and that I get to own a waterfront property as my first home that I purchase. Like maybe I am out of my league a little bit. So those thoughts did come up for me, but I didn't waver. I returned to the knowing that I get to have everything that I desire and that as long as I stand in the truth of it and that I stick to it and that I honor it and I continue to say no to everything that is not it, it will find its way to me. And it may take longer. That's the thing, but that's where we go back to lesson number one about patience. 
Yeah, it may take a little bit longer to get exactly what you're looking for. And this happens so often in the manifestation process. We receive a test, we receive the dangling carrot, the offer or the option that looks so close to what we're hoping for, what we're desiring, but it's just slightly off or there's something that, about it that doesn't feel totally 100%, but it's so similar to what you were asking for and you're just ready to have it. This happens a lot in relationships. You just want the relationship. So the guy, you know, is kind of basically almost totally what you were looking for, but there's a small piece that that's not right or that doesn't fit. And you say, I'm going to pursue him anyway. I'm going to pursue this relationship anyway, because I just want connection. I don't want to be alone anymore. I'm just really ready to find my person. Don't settle. When you know what you want, if you stick to it, if you continue to honor it, if you stand in the truth of it and you continue to reject and deny anything that is not it, even if it's similar or close, eventually the true thing that you are hoping for will show up for you. And being okay to wait, right? Being okay to wait because those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait without anxiety. All by the end of this, all these tips are literally going to blend into one, but (laughs) I love how they're so beautifully flowing like between each other. So that's number three, that you don't have to settle and that even if it feels like you're asking for too much or being unrealistic, that you, you hold the vision anyway, you just continue to own what you want and it will find its way to you. Number four is It's okay to have low vibe days and weeks and it doesn't mean that you're going to screw up your manifestation. And this is really important because when we don't trust ourselves to honor how we're actually feeling and we just try to glaze over it with positivity because we're afraid that we're going to mess up our manifestations if we're in a negative vibe, then we bypass how we're actually feeling and that creates an even grosser, ickier, stickier, tougher energy to move through and you bottle it up in your body and it it actually can attack you and start to make you sick or affect your mental health. So it's really, really important that everybody on the manifestation journey understands that it's okay to have low vibe days. It's okay to to crumble. It's okay to feel like it's too heavy sometimes. It's okay to feel anxious, to feel worried, to feel frustrated, to feel uncertain, to be pissed off, to feel doubtful that it maybe it won't work out. Like all of these are just human thoughts that we experience. And it's okay to lean on the people close to you that you trust to help you get through it. You don't have to be the strongest one just because you are manifesting this thing and you want the story to be amazing or whatever it is. Like I really experienced the full range of emotions throughout this process. Like I'm not even kidding you, like such high highs of being like, yes, it's totally mine. It's done in the bag. Like the first offer that we put in, I was like 100% certain like that was going to be our house. And 
I was like on cloud nine. I was like dancing. I put it on my Instagram stories. I was like, yes, this is happening. A bunch of people were DMing me like, oh my God, congrats. I mean, I didn't say that we got the house, but I just said, you know, it's coming, it's coming because I really did feel that it was coming. And then, you know, a couple weeks or months later, whenever throughout the process, there was a moment where I literally broke down. It was like, you remember as a kid having like the temper tantrums kind of where you cry so hard that you can't breathe and like your whole body is convulsing and you just have to like lay on the floor and like you just, it's almost like a purge like this black energy is just like coming out of your body because you're crying so fucking hard. There was moments like that too where I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I felt like I am breaking under the pressure, under all of the responsibility, under everything that I have to do. And, you know, on top of being the sole income provider for our family at this moment, and everything that's going on in my business and with work and the clients that I have to serve and the immigration process and, you know, restructuring the business so that it's set up in the U.S. and taxes and all of the mortgage people hounding me. And I I just like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I broke down and I was like hanging I was, I was hugging my mom, but I was basically like hanging off of her neck. My arms are wrapped around her and I was just hanging on her like a limp rag, just like bawling my eyes out. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Like full, full surrender mode. Like, like I just melted into a puddle of absolute nothingness. So... I just share that to remind you that if things feel hard, like if you're working towards a goal or a dream or a manifestation of some kind and things feel hard and you you are experiencing doubt or worry, frustration, anxiousness, uncertainty, whatever it is, that you're allowed to feel that and you're allowed to let those emotions move through your body and that it actually serves you to break down and cry or to get really angry and practice some sacred rage and, you know, set yourself space to really get angry and punch a pillow or scream into something or whatever you need to do to actually process the emotions that are present because when we let them fester, because we think that it's for the good of our manifestation, we're actually bringing toxicity into that manifestation process. Feel to heal, right? So if you want something to leave you, if you want an emotion or a feeling or a thought pattern that's present to leave you alone, you have to feel through it. That's the only way that we release it. So it's actually better for you to have low vibe days and weeks and actually feel sad or angry or frustrated and honor those feelings and express them and share them and talk about them with the people around you or your coach or your therapist and cry, 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 fucking cry. (laughs) It's good. It's good to do that. It is a helpful part of your manifestation process. It will actually help you manifest more effectively for you to just own when you have 
negative feelings or emotions or thoughts inside of you and to find ways to express them and let them out. So I felt like that one was really important to share. If you have low vibe days or weeks, um, it doesn't mean that you're going to mess up the manifestation. It doesn't mean that it's not coming true or that it's not going to happen or that you're doomed or that you fucked it up. It's going to be okay. And it's actually better for you to just feel it, heal it, move through it. The last and final tip, number five, is that stepping into experiences and investments that feel quote unquote too big for you will actually force you to grow at a faster rate. I'm going to say that one more time. Stepping into experiences and investments that feel too big for you will force you to grow at a faster rate. So what I mean by this is when you put yourself in a position that feels out of your league, but is also a representation of your larger dream, your higher self, your next level manifestation of where you'd like to be in the future. When you put yourself in that position, you actually just shorten the gap between who you are and who you're becoming between where you are and where you're going. The problem is because this manifestation or experience or investment that you're thinking about making seems like it's so big and so far ahead of where you're at, you naturally get scared, right? When things feel too big for us, like, oh, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, we get scared. And the ego comes in and convinces you that you're not capable, that you're not ready yet, that it'll be better if you if you just wait. You know, like you can have it, but it'll be better if you just wait. But if you could actually just find the courage to stretch yourself to meet that next level of bigness, you would actually energetically adapt to it. So your energy would become aligned with it and things would start falling into place in your life that help you make it work because you're operating from a place of this is who I am now. This is the level that I play at. I know this feels big. I know this feels audacious. I know this feels out of my league. I know that this feels enormous, but this is who I am now. And this is the level that I'm choosing to play at. So universe, show me how good it gets to be. Everything else must adjust accordingly to you owning the fact that that is the level that you're at. And I want to give you a couple of examples so that you guys can, you know, just sort of have a tangible takeaway of what this has looked like in my life. Obviously, buying this beachfront property on my own, by myself, you know, with a a mortgage and an extremely high monthly HOA fee where I'm like, shit, like, am I, is this like, am I being stupid? Like, is this like too much money for me to be paying every single month? Like, am I going to be okay? Like, this kind of feels like a lot. But knowing that by doing that, by stretching myself to reach that next level, things will click into place and my life will start to adjust. There'll be a domino effect that takes place because I've stepped forward powerfully for the universe and said, here is my desire. I'm calling it forward. You've brought it to me. I'm owning it. I'm making it happen. Here we are. This is the level that we play at now. Show me what gets to happen next. And so everything will 
will work out. Everything will start to shift so that I can afford to live in that way, to pay for this house, to be okay in this next level of home ownership and of living in the, in the way that I want to live. But some other examples that, you know, maybe more tangible, moving to Europe alone when I was 22, like that felt like, ooh, like, is it really smart to be like doing that? Like, should I really move to a foreign country? I'm 22. Like, I don't really know that much about the world. Like, I don't even have a job. I don't even know where I'm going to live there. I don't know anybody except for the guy that I'm dating. And who knows, you know, how long if we're going to stay together. Like, I hope we do, but who knows? Spoiler alert, if you're new here, we stayed together. We're still together. <laughs> but, you know, that was like a, a, a moment of stretching myself to meet that next level of bigness because that, that vision of being the young woman who decides to not get a corporate job and instead move to Europe and travel around and live in Spain and expand my mind and my horizons and learn a language and fall in love. That was part of who I wanted to become. That was part of the vision of where I wanted to go and things that I wanted to do with my life. And even though it felt like it was maybe a little bit too big for where I was at, I had just graduated college. I didn't know, you know, my parents had helped take care of me for all of my life at that point. You know, I had lived on my own at school because I went away to school, but I always had like a safety net. And so that felt like, can I actually do this? I don't know. But by stretching myself to meet that next level of bigness, my life adapted to it because the universe said, okay, this is, this is who she is now. This is how she's playing. This is the level that she's at. All right, we got to adjust. Let's make it work. And it did. Another example of this that I've shared on the podcast before is investing $20,000 into a coach. I was like shitting my pants being like, oh my God, Sam, this is like, you could buy a car with this. Like you need to be paying off your student loans. Like you need to be doing so many other things other than spending $20,000 on a coach. Like you are not there yet. This feels too big, too unrealistic, too out of your league to be doing this. And yet I did it. And I trusted that by stretching myself to meet that next level of bigness, everything would adjust to support me. And it did. Because that was my best year in business, uh, like up until that point, you know, I invested the $20,000 and a month later I had a $30,000 launch, which was the largest launch I had, I had done at that time ever. And so I made my investment back plus more. And from there, things continued to grow and expand and adjust to just reflect that I am the person that can play at that level because I went first. And that's a thing that I think so many people struggle with is you've probably heard me say it before, but we go first and then the universe responds. We do our 50% and then the universe does its 50%. But if you are waiting for the universe to, to go first and show you everything is safe, it's possible, don't worry, you can do it, you have all the money, you have all the time, you have all the confidence, you have all the courage, like it's all done, so go now. That is not going to happen because it doesn't work like that. You've got to go first. If it feels bigger than what you're capable of, 
but you decide to go for it anyway, I'm willing to bet that the universe will step in and make things happen to support you in that next level because you went first. You had the courage to go first and say, this is who I am now. This is how I play now. This is the level that I'm at. I deserve this. I know it's part of my bigger vision of where I'm going, of who I want to become. So I'm going to stretch myself to it and allow everything to adapt around me to fit who I've just decided that I've become. And I think that's a really important one because the, the whole game of life is really about self-trust and courage. I think the more courageous that you are and the more that you can trust yourself in the face of fear, doubt, uncertainty, knowing that all of that stuff is always going to be present, but choosing to step forward anyway, that is what is always going to get you the farthest. Always. Always. If you can feel the fear and do it anyway because you deeply love, accept, and trust yourself, you will get everything that you want out of life. I fully believe that. I fully, fully, fully believe that. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. If any of this resonated, if you enjoyed this episode, if this landed for you, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at underscore Samantha Daily and at Makeshift Happen Podcast. Make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Makeshift Happen Podcast. And if you've not yet left a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple, please, please, please go and do so. It takes two seconds. You literally just tap the stars that you want to give us. Hopefully it's five. If not, it's okay. You don't need to leave a rating. (laughs) Just pretend you didn't hear this and just walk on by. All right. I love you guys. I can't wait to share more of this journey with you on Instagram. You will see so much of the house content and everything that is happening. And don't forget that From Burnt Out to Badass is open for enrollment. Doors close on August 21st. That's Sunday, August 21st is the last day to join us inside of From Burnt Out to Badass. This is my signature mindset and manifestation program with all of the essential fundamental tools, concepts, and modalities and teachings that helped me completely transform my life several years ago and get to where I am now. So if you want to join in, now is your chance. This is the last time we'll be offering it this year. And... I can't wait to see you inside. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.